my name is Julie Turney, and this is the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, the show created for HR and business professionals to discuss pertinent topics and trends as it relates to our professions. We're going to have amazing conversations with HR professionals from all over the world, get to learn their origin stories. How did they get into this profession? What do they love about being here? And how they want to set the record straight on that one misconception that really drives them crazy about our profession. Are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's sound off. Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the HR Sound Off Podcast Show. My name is Julie Turney, and I am your host. How are you doing today? I hope that you're enjoying your day and that you're enjoying this episode of the HR Sound Off Podcast Show, which is created by an HR professional for HR professionals, magnifying HR voices. And today with me is Beth Ellison. Beth, how are you doing today? I am doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you on the show today. So let's kick off by telling everyone a little bit about who is Beth Ellotson, what is your HR story, and how did you get here? Sure. Uh, I am Beth Ellotson, and I've been in HR now 13 years, and my journey started as a recruiter. And I said throughout my entire career, I've always been a recruiter, and it's something that I truly love. And uh, I started there at Enterprise Rent-A-Card. And then uh, about three years later, after having a ton of success with that, I bounced into an HR business partner role. Uh, and there I had an opportunity to take really the lowest performing region and work hand in hand with some of my favorite executive leaders that I've worked with in the past um, and really elevate the performance up to a top performing region. So I got pregnant with my first son and um, in order to get promoted, I had to move and I have a tribe around me. I could not leave my family. So uh, an opportunity mm-hmm. popped up with a physician staffing company to lead their HR function as a director uh, where I'd be able to build the function from the ground up. So I was able to build out recruitment and training and development, engagement, the whole HR function. And I spent about three years there. And then I got pregnant with my second son (laughs) and I always knew I would start my own business and I started exploring different opportunities. And sure enough, the chief people officer role at Miami Marlins popped up and I am a forever athlete. And obviously that is like the pinnacle role for an HR professional. So I put my name in the hat and sure enough, you know, 13 interviews later, I became the chief people officer at the Marlins and 13 interviews. I I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh. And the funny thing is, is I was eight months pregnant at that point. And when we were sitting, wow. half the people didn't even realize I was pregnant. Um, wow. And then I would stand up and they'd be very surprised. Uh, but I spent mm-hmm. two seasons there. And, you know, it, it got to the point, I, again, I was an entrepreneur at heart and had been working 80, 90 hours a week and decided to really carve my own path and, and set out on this really kind of three-month journey of eat, pray, love. Who am I? What am I about? Mm. And um, ended up becoming a founder of a company called Abe. So I did a slight career pivot. I'm still in the HR space, um, but I am now in the tech side of of HR. Mm. I always love it when HR people um, go into the tech side of things, which means you saw a need and you were able to fill it. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But first, I just want to unpack a couple things from your introduction. Thank you so much for sharing your story. So you started in recruiting. What advice would you give to people, I would say people at this point, who are looking to get into the HR space and 
are trying to navigate where should they start when it comes to recruiting, I think that's a really great place to start. What advice would you give to people who are trying to get into the space about getting into recruiting? Sure. I think HR recruitment is like a the best launching pad because there mm-hmm. you're, you're doing the intake process of these jobs, right? You're having a full assessment of what these different divisions are looking for and what the job function is. So aside from being the brand and the salesperson to bring people in, people forget that you have this back end look of what each department is able to do and what they're looking for. So if you're able to start in recruitment, it's obviously a huge need right now. You can solve a big problem for companies. You can show a lot of value, uh, but you can also learn a lot about the business. So I, I highly encourage people to look into recruitment as a foot in. If you, you know, it's really challenging to start on the HR side of it if you don't have experience, unless you're willing to start in an admin role. Um, so yes, mm-hmm. I think recruitment is a great, great way to launch uh, into an HR career for sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And thanks for sharing your insights in that. I also heard you say that you had to build other parts of the HR function. So you've done a little bit of engagement, you've done a little bit of training and development. How did you go about building out these things being it the first, you know, with it being the first time that you're actually building these things? out? Yeah, it was tough, um, but I was highly energized. And I would say one lesson I learned was I try to fix it all at the same time. And as mm. you transition, because I came from a corporate environment. So there I had right. a ton of tools, a ton of resources, and I didn't realize how much I had access to until I didn't have it again. So I, you know, and that's where, you know, when you pull back the layers uh, and building out an HR function, there was a lot I didn't know. There was a lot I had to figure out. And I would say just leveraging relationships that you have within the HR community to start figuring it out. And, you know, it's funny because the higher up you get, people assume, you know, a lot more and we're all Mm -hmm. still figuring it out. We're all still Googling. We're all still reaching out to mentors. So Mm -hmm. that's where I knew jumping into that role. It was, it was really great launching pad for me to flex all those HR yeah. muscles that I hadn't been able to do because I was now owning that whole space. So you do mm-hmm. figure it out. And I hired really, really great people uh, that were able to tag team and, and they were experts in that space and we could grow that department together, um, which was really important. Yes. Oh, definitely. There's nothing like having a really great HR team to support you as an HR leader. Um, but as you said, I think a lot of times people feel that they have to know it all. But a lot of us are Googling stuff <laughs> and trying to figure it out as we go because we just don't know, mm-hmm. right? And I feel that that's so important to be able to be so open about areas in your HR career because I think a lot of times as people who are on the outside looking in, and considering entering HR, they feel like, you know, the people they're looking at are so amazing. They must be just truly brilliant, right? Super smart, have all these degrees. But a lot of times we're just as vulnerable, just as not knowledgeable, mm-hmm. basically, right? Um, and so we're, we're learning as we go. Yeah. And I feel the more open we are to sharing those things, it makes it even more easier for people who are trying to enter the space to recognize, well, I don't need to know it mm-hmm. all and I don't have to have it all. And I can figure it out as I go along. Yeah, and being part of the solution, right? It's 
It's being able to think on your feet, being able to make the best decision with all the information that you have available to you. And if you have the end of the day to put your head down on your pillow and knew that you made the best decision based on what information you knew, um, then move forward and you're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes and you've got to be able to build with that. And you also have to be in a culture and an organization that embraces that. And I think that that's all Mm -hmm. really important. Um, and, and navigating your career and working with a great leader, you know, if you're entry level HR, finding that HR leader that's going to give you grace with that and encourage you. And I think looking yes. for those key attributes in your in that journey, it's going to be uh, huge for somebody trying to dip their toe in. Absolutely. But you grew your HR career, and then you became a chief people officer with the Miami Merlins. That's a huge feat you know, in terms of developing and growing your career. What were some of the things that you learned from those two seasons that you spent with the Miami Merlins um, that you think really helped you to move forward in your business now, today? And what advice would you give to HR professionals who are looking to become chief people officers? Yeah, you know, I think what's really important as the higher up you go, right, you see more behind the curtain. And, you know, we uh, we're at the end of the day, we become the dumping ground, right? We take everything in and yes. my unique journey. <laughs> so I had my son February 25th, 2020, and two weeks later, the pandemic hit. So mm. I was, didn't take a maternity leave. I started immediately with the Marlins with a two week old. And because of any time, that was a time that people needed us. And back yes. to the point, we didn't know what was going on. Nobody did. And we we're trying to figure it out. And I think through that process, I would say I got to really know people at a deeper level. Um, I set up coffee chats with every single employee um, going into my first like three months of the organization. And I highly encourage people, please book time with me. I want to know who you are. I want to know what you're about. And this is the first time I was meeting people like this. So I'm like, I'm a chief people officer of who? I don't don't see people, you know? I will say that getting to know people in that, in their homes, with their kids yelling, with their dogs, like in this fearful moment, allowed me to create stronger relationships with the staff and build instant trust, which I think takes some time. Um, But I was in a unique position. I could almost meet everybody in an intimate level very quickly because we we did it via Zoom. It wasn't me popping into cubicles. And, you know, those first two seasons, again, there's a learning curve for everything. I'm in professional sports, a big brand name. Uh, There was a lot Mm -hmm. of expectations coming in regarding culture, development, which are really my my bread and butter of what I do. And and being able to leverage that and maximizing uh, the team that I had at a very small team. And I think that, Mm -hmm. you know, I walked in and I did a paper application. So I would say going into some companies, you, you're going to have these perceptions that they haven't figured out too, that, you know, it's a big brand team. And, you know, at the end of the day, there was no technology, very, very limited HR technology. Mm. Um, I had micro staff. I had two employees for 1500 staff members. Um, so it was really, I would say in, in that aspect, it was having to prioritize things while, you know, the, the house is on fire. And, you know, mm-hmm. we did a lot and, you know, we, we ran like a, a like I call like a trauma center for the first six months during COVID and just cared about people. And, and that's where it comes down to, and you have to make tough decisions 
And I'm going to go back to what I originally said. It's it's knowing that you made the best decisions you could with all the information that you had. So, you know, we got Mm -hmm. to accomplish a lot there. Like we built out a whole development program for hourly staff to upskill them, to be able to make them marketable in the marketplace. Uh, We we launched all these amazing culture committees. So in the midst Mm -hmm. of COVID, if you remember, it was the presidential election. We had the murder of George Floyd. I mean, it was like... in HR it was crazy and hearing brand new yes. the two week old. So mm-hmm. I really had to really dig in deep and say, Oh my gosh, as an organization, how are we going to re- represent in these times? And it wasn't mm-hmm. even about HR at this point, right? Like how are we supporting our people yes. and how are we showing up in the community? Um, mm-hmm. So I would say there, it was, it was a lot. And I, you know, as far as the people there, it was a best. The employees were fantastic. They just loved what they yeah. did. They loved the brand. Um, but you know, it takes a toll, you know, and, and that's where I had to say, what am I doing this for 80, 90 hours a week? When, if I were to apply that to my own business, what could I be doing? And, yes. and that's where I talk a lot about strengths and weaknesses and skills and who are you, what are you about? And like I said, I took that journey mm-hmm. to figure that out for three months and say, okay, yes. if you're in a gracefully, I stepped away with nothing. I said, you know what? I need three months to silence my brain to take this deep because if I want to be successful on this journey, it needs to be something mm-hmm. I love. It's something I'm really good about and has to help people. Yes. And mm-hmm. so that, that's just really where, and I, I don't remember what the original question was, but going through that journey and making that decision to leave, it was really about digging into who I was and yes. how I was going to you know, be able to successfully move forward. Mm-hmm. I got to say, we're recording this during women's appreciation month. <laughs> Uh, we have International Women's Day coming up very soon. And I know as we talk about celebrating women, for me, it's about celebrating women in HR, especially. You were became the chief people officer of an organization, a very big organization during a very difficult time. While you were managing a family, working without actually physically seeing people and were able to make such a huge impact in your business despite all of that. Says a lot about you, Beth, as an HR professional, but also as a human being. And I want to give you your flowers for that right here, right now. If no one has given them to you, I'm giving you a bunch of flowers right now to say, I celebrate you um, for being able to accomplish all of that despite the challenges that you would have had dealing with a pandemic, dealing with social unrest, political unrest, constant change that is happening around us from a global context that is impacting our workplaces, no matter where we are. So I give you your flowers. Oh I'm getting chills and getting all emotional over here, Julie. It's, you know, oh. <laughs> and I appreciate that. Is that my coaching voice? No, so, so happy. And I, and I thank you. And I think that that is such an amazing example of NHR a lot of times you're not going to get the pat on the back, right? It's going to be hard to, if you expect that, you're going to really fail because if that's what motivates you, this is not the Mm -hmm. career for you. And but it takes one another though, right? Where we tap into this group where it's like, I may not know you fully yet, or I'm going to know you, but like, kudos to you. You are awesome. You were great. And I I think that's what I've seen along this journey as I've pivoted, Mm -hmm. as I brought some HR people into my business they just mm-hmm. want to have a community and they want to be loved and they want to get back to the parts of HR that they like thrive in and why we got started in it. So 
Thank you for the flowers. I virtually accept them and I will pass those on today to somebody. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. I mean, I got to say there's a piece here that I feel is just something that I'm truly passionate about as an HR professional who has um, grown my career, decided to step out of corporate and start my own business that I feel more fire today than I've ever felt at any point in my HR career. Um, And I really do believe it's important to do what makes your heart sing. But I also had, I remember there was a time when I had a manager who used to tell me, Julie, you have to remember, HR is a very thankless profession. So to your point about expecting people to give you a pat on the back, like that's one thing you cannot expect to receive in HR. So when you get it, then you know you're working with people who actually get it and appreciate mm-hmm. you. But it's not something that we all get. Yeah. And so there's nothing more important than having an HR community, a tribe mm-hmm. in the HR space that really gets what you're going through and is able to celebrate you in your moments of high, but is also there to support you in your moments of low. Totally. I totally believe yeah, that. I, I agree. And it's not a pity party. It's just the truth. Right? Like, yeah. It's just, it, it, it's, that's just it. The matter and, um, yes. You know, and I can look myself in the mirror and be like, you know, good job today. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Hype <laughs> yourself up. If nobody else is hyping you up, hype yourself up. Find that energy. Yes. You've got to re-energize because it can be draining. It can be exhausting, but there's also a lot mm-hmm. of, there are those moments that you're like, oh my gosh, like I've like helped this person beyond of just being an HR manager, director, like, I've really tapped into this person and and have maybe helped them change their trajectory, you know, and that's where I think most of us, we really thrive on those moments. And I think that's a little shot of like, ah, keep going. So yeah. Yes, absolutely. A win is a win and we'll take it wherever we can get it. (laughs) So I want to talk about your company, this um, business that you've started um, in HR tech, like I said, I'm always excited to, I am a geek when it comes to tech, but I absolutely love when HR people see a need and start tech companies out of that mm-hmm. need. So tell us how you got started, what your business does and where you're at. Today. Oh gosh. Yes. There's so many things to say. So, <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, so that's where, when I took that time off, I did a ton of research in the HR tech space. And I said, what have I missed? I've been my nose down in the books, right? Like, figuring life out for at the Marlins. And I realized I missed so much and so many, so much progression in the space. And I found this little blue ocean of space that is still not being fixed in the right way. And it goes back mm. to my recruiter heart and we are still in a talent crisis and mm-hmm. there's mismatched talent. People are turning over all the time. People are getting laid off. And when we talk about the hiring process, this is where a lot of the AI that's in place right now is, is really good, but it's reliant on a resume and a job description. And when mm-hmm. we look at that, uh, we've kind of dubbed it at a professional catfishing. So if we're trying to match off these two elements and they're not authentic on both ends, you're really going to have a trouble in the next stages, making sure that this is the right fit for both sides. And so we created Abe and it's called Abe of the people, by the people, for the people, because we believe that if we're able to tap into the person's needs first and say, Mm -hmm. okay, we identify their authentic needs. Can this company meet those needs? Yes or no. And vice versa. Can that candidate match the company's needs? Then they can go into that next stage of matching where it comes to skills and strengths. So Abe comes down to 
really being able to authentically match the job seeker and the companies. So as part of this process and as part of our tech build, um, we've launched a service arm of our business, all based in talent transformation services, where we help HR teams. Again, you, you mentioned about the podcast, it's HR for HR. And Abe is HR for HR as well, because we know where yes, yes. So we actually can come in and help with transitional services. So we come in, if a company is going through a layoff, um, we're able to help tag team with that HR team members and help them guide them along the journey so they're not alone. And in turn, also provide coaching and data-driven insights to those laid off to help them land their next role. So we do a comprehensive solution. Um, again, we help the HR team and the individual. And for companies that are not laying people off, but are having struggles with engagement and productivity, we come in and can do an entire talent assessment and help them really elevate the performance of their current employees. So if you're struggling recruiting and you can't solve the puzzle there, you do have a, a team already existing. So let's tap into what they're good at, what they're able to do and help you leverage that. So um, so we kind of yeah. have two arms, right? We have the tech side of it, which is going to be the job matching, um, which we'll be mm -hmm. launching in about three months. It has a ton of amazing features for professionals to help guide their journey with data, which is the core to what we do. Uh, and then right. on the other side is the service side where we can come in and partner with HR teams again, so they're not alone. Uh, we can give them the pat on the back and help them push through um, and then be able to help these employees in this dire need of, you know, being laid off. You know, that's one of the stress mm -hmm. most stressful moments in someone's life. Um, and we take a really holistic approach. So it's not just get the resume done, get their LinkedIn done and mass apply to jobs. We really help them identify their talent strategy their value proposition um, and take them through kind of this wellness journey as well to keep them motivated to keep moving forward and to find the right job. Yeah. I love that because it's done with such dignity and respect yeah. and it's, it is about the person. I find that um, in recruiting a lot of times people have, you're, you're dealing with a lot, right? And especially if you have a, have a lot of, um, opportunities that you're working on all at the same time, it can be really hard to actually focus on the individual. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like what you're creating is going to create that space where the person that you're working with actually feels like you are dedicated to mm -hmm. them. Absolutely. And yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's about, I love it. It, it, it. I kind of correlate it to like Maslow hierarchy of needs, right? Mm -hmm. You can't fulfill these needs here you're not going to get to that self-actualization. You're not going to get to that engagement level. You're not going to get to that productivity level if your foundational level is not met. And for it's different for different people. And, you know, it's okay if you want to work 30 hours a week. It's okay if you will work 80 hours a week because you want to make a ton of money. And But we, companies and job seekers should never see one another if those basic needs can't be met. And yes. we're talking about the quality. You know, we talk, a lot of times it's like, I want to see 200, 300, 400 applicants. It's, mm -hmm. it's not, it doesn't work. It, it's time consuming. No. You're, you're, you're really trying to do one of these. And our yeah. goal with Abe is to risk reduce. You know, there's no perfect solution out there. Our goal is to yeah. risk reduce. Our goal is to help companies and individuals stop making the wrong decisions and give them, mm -hmm. you know, six months of their life back or a year back of their life with a good match. And we yes. talk a lot about wellness and, you know, mm -hmm. HR teams especially are getting that pressure to deliver mm -hmm. 
unique wellness initiatives, and it's impossible yeah. to meet the needs of everybody for their wellness needs, right? It's 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 mm-hmm. a really. But what we can do is hire the right people for our culture, the right person for the job, have them feel yes. fulfilled, and then sure you can do all those those things that are important. But if we're not mm-hmm. making that right match, it's going to fall on deaf ears, and it's not going to work. So that's where I look back. You know, when you said, what did you learn? It's going mm-hmm. through, it's like what I would have wanted as an HR leader. And as a yes. person on the job search, I want to know if I'm going to be a fit there. I want to know if my skills yes. are going to be maximized there. If I know that this job is based on, you know, different type of skills that, for example, administrative work, I'm terrible at it. As an HR person, that's probably not good, but that's not my forte, you know? So if yes. it's an administrative mm-hmm. driven HR role, I don't want to see it, you know? No. So that's where we... It's it's a puzzle to solve. It's myself and my chief data officer is um, Serena. She was a global head of people analytics at PayPal. And we said, Mm -hmm. my goodness, we have all these like other people starting HR tech companies that have zero experience. And and they're doing good work. But we're like, we know the Mm -hmm. heart of the issue. We've been in both seats. And we're going to give a big whack at this. And we're committing the next four years of our life. Um, mm-hmm. to pivoting and, and getting this done. And we feel really good about the direction that we're going. Yeah, I love it. I'm excited to explore, Abe. I'm excited to promote and share with other professionals about Abe. And I'm really excited for what the future holds for us collaborating and working together. I know, me too. Yeah, so I really am so glad that you were able to come and share this with us yeah. today. Um, and we will keep everyone posted once Abe is launched. So um, I do want to make sure I mention one thing I forgot. Is yes, our go ahead. Coaches, so as we talk about the expansion of what we're doing, uh, we've actually, all of our career coaches that are helping these professionals in their job search are HR professionals. So yes. Abe has turned into kind of a side gig for HR leaders. Uh, and we've mm-hmm. had, we've onboarded amazing HR professionals. And uh, mm-hmm. we do have, it is more of an experienced HR professional, 10 years of experience, certified in SHRM or PHR or coaching, and has that penchant and passion for helping job seekers. So uh, we do have a few spots left. Um, to ensure that we can serve, our goal is to be able to serve at least 800 people every six weeks. Um, so mm-hmm. yes, we, wow. we are. And it's been such, it, it makes my HR happy, heart happy because now we're bringing yes. our community back together. We're doing this really amazing work together. And it's it's put a little mm-hmm. extra oomph in, in my step and their steps. And um, yes, so we are, we are definitely um, carving a new way of, of helping people. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. we welcome if anybody, again, we're, we're filling up pretty quick, but, um, uh, just wanted to make sure we put that out there. Cause I, I expect our team to continue yes. to grow over the next year. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing <laughs> that, Beth. So tell us, Beth, what are you reading, watching, listening to right now that you think our audience would appreciate? Julie, I'm so busy right now. That I can barely, <laughs> I'm reading my child's homework. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how to do uh-huh. it assessments. I will tell you though, I'm a big fan of micro learning. Training is, is very close. One of my, my top three uh, aspects of HR. So I really focus on my own micro learning and I right. found it on TikTok. I love yes! it. I, listen, <laughs> I am a huge fan of TikTok, although they're not making me great these days because every time I upload a video, they take off my sound and it's my voice. So how can someone copyright my voice? I have what no idea. Maybe you need to start charging for that. Yeah, I will tell you. 
TikTok is mm-hmm. amazing. And I look at it from like all different angles, right? Like what I'm building, what I'm hearing other people say, hear what job seekers are complaining about. It's almost like my, yes. my market research and like a quick flip mm-hmm. mode. Um, but mm-hmm. I've learned even just with like more tools that people are leveraging and how they're finding jobs and how they're getting coached. And sometimes I'm like, that's not good advice. Let me help you. Like, Right. Don't do that. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I love it. I think it's um, yes. it's, it's it's the it's a way for me to still grow, but without having to sit down and um, read, you know, for an hour or two hours. Cause I, exactly. I, can't, I don't even know the last time I did that. I totally advocate for TikTok 100%. I, I think um, I learned how to write my book using TikTok, no how to create my... Yeah, I learned how to self-publish my book using TikTok videos. That's how I learned. Um, and I wrote a... I wrote a blog about it as well. Just letting people know, like, if you are trying to write a book and you feel like you don't know where to start, go to TikTok. The answers are there. I will tell you, I've been documenting my career since 2016, Um, Mm -hmm. like more of like an emotional journal because I wanted to remember things. I wanted to see what my engagement was at certain points. I wanted to like pinpoint my highs, my lows, when I'm good at what I'm not. And as I'm like reading through this, I'm like, this is reading like a soap opera. Like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. like this, I could write, I could read like about HR stories and, you know, people mm-hmm. I've worked with. Like it, it, it was such a, it's really cool that you did that. That takes a lot of guts to self-publish and figure it out. So mm-hmm. like kudos to you. I'm going to send you my journal. You can self-publish that and see what uh, the craziness <laughs> sure. that comes out of it. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I got you. The big question, what is the biggest misconception about HR that really bothers you that you want to set the record straight on right here, right now? I would say a lot of employees don't realize that there are a good amount of times you may agree with them, right? And Mm -hmm. there's times that we can't vocalize our true opinion, um, Mm. that they have to trust that in behind the scenes that they're still being advocated for and things are in motion, um, but there's not necessarily times that we can express that. And I think that that is, is something that if people understand that HR is is trying to really benefit both sides of the business, the employee and the employer, and hopefully it's a great employer and it's really easy to do, but there's times where it's not. Um, but I think it's important for people to know that just because they don't see it or hear it doesn't mean it's not happening. I am so in agreement with that. <laughs> I always say to employees, I wish you could be a fly on the wall in some of these rooms, yeah. but maybe it, I think it's best that you're yep. not. 100%. You know, and to know that we are protecting you from a lot of things that are being said, that are being created, mm-hmm. or tr- um, that we're fighting for yep. you. Um, and I think a lot of times employees do not get that side of the coin. Great. You know, there are things we wish we could tell you, mm-hmm. but we just can't. And, but it doesn't mean that we're not fighting for you because we are. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And sometimes the scars are real. And the burdens of that that we carry as HR professionals is very real. Yeah. And, you know, it's okay for HR people to feel like it's not fair. I mean, yes. it, it's okay to, to feel that way. And, you know, mm-hmm. you go through trauma sometimes, right? And yes. you go through where you don't support decisions and you still have to be the mouthpiece for it. Like I, that's tough. Mm-hmm. And honestly, yes. that was probably in my journey where I got to that point where I was sick of being that person. Yes. And I got to that mm-hmm. point and it wasn't anything, you know, unethical, but it was very against my values or the decisions yes. that I make or, 
And I'm all about making tough decisions. And, you know, I'm a Mm -hmm. person, high energy person. I'm all about the people, but there's sometimes that we have to make hard decisions. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would say that, 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 that gets taxing. And, um, you know, that's why it's really important to find a leader and a CEO and an executive team that you really resonate with because that burden is reduced when you are in those scenarios for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I I can, cannot tell you how much I really enjoyed this conversation <laughs> with you today, Beth. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Yes. I really do appreciate it. And you're welcome back anytime. Tell the audience what is next for Beth Ellison and where can they find you on social yes, media? Yes, please. I love LinkedIn. I love talking to people. I love, I, I put out all the truth of what I'm going through, whether it's my personal life, professional life. Um, so please find me on LinkedIn, Beth Ellitson, very easy to find, E-L-L-E-T-S-O-N. Um, and then we can also <laughs> find our company at abe.work. Um, so what's next for us? We are have already launched our service business. Our Abe platform for the professional is going to be launched in three months. Um, so we are very, very excited about that. Looking for a ton of users to beta test it. Again, this tool is all about them. They're them owning their own data, leveraging that data to match with the right business to help them on their career journey, be engaged, maximize their full potential. Um, so yeah, we've got, you know, all these great things happening. It's sometimes spinning and there's, it's, everyone's like prioritize. I'm like, everything's a priority. So yeah, my priority yes. though is people, this is what this company is built off of. As we pivot, as we grow, it is always about helping people find the best versions mm-hmm. of themselves, be who they are. And, and really help us help them simplify the whole process. So yeah, we yes. got a lot going on. Happy to connect with people. Um, happy to help if your company is going through some transitions um, or just to be an ear if you're, you're facing some hurdles. I, I always welcome that. I always value the people that gave me and lended me their ear. Um, so I, yes. I want to pay that forward to anybody maybe having some, some challenges or some questions for sure. Nice. Thank you so much for sharing that. And with that being said, we have completed our episode of the HR Sound Off podcast show today. But be sure to join us next week for another episode. Thank you for joining me for this episode of HR Sound Off. I hope that you found it useful. You can find this and all other episodes of HR Sound Off on all major podcast platforms. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, you name it, we're there. Remember, HR Sound Off is created by HR professionals for HR professionals. If you would like to share your story, then reach out to us and let us know. Make sure to hit the notification bell and subscribe to HR Sound Off on YouTube as well as Podbean. And we'll see you again when we next sound off.